What is not there cannot be taken. What does not exist cannot be taken. So what is not available cannot be stolen. Glory to God. The pastor says something from Daniel, and that is where what I want to talk to you about is from. And it has to do with our major consideration for the rest of the year and for the rest of our spiritual life, uh, which is the baptism of fire. Amen. And um, I just wrote something like thoughts, but later he said it's not thoughts. <laughs> Praise God. The glory of the fire. The glory of the fire baptism. Now, when you go to Daniel chapter 1, Daniel chapter 1. You realize that Daniel and his friends chose God and their relationship with God above their pleasure, comfort, and every other. Now, the king wanted some people to be trained and he came up with uh, his own prescription, the kind of credentials they should have. The young man in whom there was no blemish, but good looking, even Satan wants good things. Hmm? Gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand who had ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. See, when you read scriptures, don't rush. Think. Now, that is an earthly king who wanted people to serve in his palace. And he won't just get to the marketplace and pick people. And not just any people, but ones who were good looking without blemish. So that you won't meet an usher. When you meet that usher, you lose appetite for any spiritual impact. Because her face is thick and tight. Usher who cannot smile is not allowed to be an usher. No matter how anointed you are, when you stand there, you are the image of this assembly and you must show that image. As people are coming in, you receive them with joy and with excitement. And assure them that there's something they have to pick from here. The king said they must be good looking. I'm not saying go and choose beautiful girls and beautiful. Um, um, is he beautiful men? Handsome men. Okay. They are also beautiful. Okay. He said they are, must be people gifted in wisdom, knowledge, and quick to do what? Understand. They were going to serve in the palace of an earthly king. People have ability to serve in the king's palace, so not all have ability to serve in the king's palace except the grace of God comes upon them and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. 
the culture of the chariot. If you are going to serve there, you must know the culture. You must know the language. You must know the literature of the people. So if it is so in an earthly king's palace, what, how should it be in the house of the Most High God? So it cannot be ordinary. It has to be with some level of insight and understanding. So that should let us know that we can't take the scriptures for granted if we want to serve in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Let's go on. Now, this king appointed for them daily portions, delicacies, wine. They were to learn how to live as kings or at least live in the palace. So they were eating from the portion, the food that the king ate. If an earthly king would give the kind of food he was eating to those who were in the palace, where do you think you'll be eating from when you are with the most high God? Where do you eat from? From where? From his table. Now, can there be shortage on the table of the Lord? So why would you be able to say that you don't have food to eat? Because your flesh is still alive. The fire has not gone to work. They eat from the king's table. We also eat from the king's table. He said we are joined as with Christ. We eat with him. Can he ever go hungry? We don't just eat with him. We share wardrobe with him. We share everything. These were servants in the house of the king who had to eat from the king's table. And we do not know where we eat from. Or we appear not to know where we eat from. So from today and from now, don't think of a different table outside the one that the Lord eats from. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies, poverty, deprivation, opposition from men and from women, in spite of everything, he prepares a table before me. It's a table of abundance and of glory and beauty. We say, we share this almost every time we meet. We share Psalm 23. But you will sit down to think on the content. I told you that one day there was no money in our home. And sincerely, I told you it wasn't out of faith. It was a casual prayer. And I learned from that day there's nothing casual. If he says, the words of our mouth shall be judged, then you cannot talk about a casual statement. 
I just told him, Lord, open the bones and send money here. If human beings have banks and the banks have their strong rooms where the votes are, then God should definitely have something bigger and greater. And I said, within minutes, we began to receive calls. I have put this amount by mobile money. I don't know where they were coming from. He opened the vault. The consciousness of who we are, what we stand for, and what God has ordained for us is a challenge that we are having. We are not conscious of those things. We only talk about them. I, I like what, um, what um, Brother Mao said. He said he had heard about Jesus, but he never knew Jesus. So there are two different things. You can talk about things and preach about them, but will not see those things because you are not conscious that they belong to you. The fire must burn your thinking. Amen. And your perceptions to make you know where you belong. They chose. Now go on. They are introduced here, Daniel, Hananiah, Michelle, and Azaria, who were given different names later. Yes. Now the chief of the eunuchs gave them names. Daniel was what? Belteshazzar. And Hananiah was Shadrach. Uh, to Michelle, he gave Meshach. And Azaria, he gave Abednego. I like that name, Abednego. It's very sweet in the mouth. They were elevated. Those, you can call them pet names. There was something about Jesus. He gave some of his disciples names. It was a sign of fellowship. Some could let you could have, okay, that's all right. They call them, they call them that, they call them that. But they were very, very conscious of who they were. Hello? Who they were. Be conscious of who you are, whether in darkness or in the open. In your office, wherever you are, be conscious of who you are. Don't lose your guard. When you lose your guard, you become a victim to the devil and to the society that you belong to. But when you are conscious of it, you draw people to yourself. He said you are the light of this world. So you must be drawing people from darkness to light. You don't join them in the darkness. Now go ahead. But Daniel determined, decided consciously in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine that he drank. And he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he should not allow him to defile himself but you should put him on a different diet. Indeed, this verse doesn't talk about Daniel alone. It was talking about Daniel and his friends. Because we got to know that one, the subsequent verses. What 
you don't desire to have what appears a contamination to you, what looks like a corruption of your faith, don't look at faces of people and allow them to happen in your life. Be bold to say, I don't like this one. I hate it. King Saul put his garment, his war apparatus on, uh, on, uh, on David and David could not move. He said, I have not proved this one. I have not done what? If there is something in that which you have, why are you hiding? Why have you been here? And for 40 days, this guy has been taunting Israel. And now I'm saying that I'm going to fight you. I'll give me what you cannot use. The world has nothing to offer you. You have got all to offer the world. So be conscious of yourself and stop compromising. Stop it. You know, he's my boss. If I don't do it, he will sack me. Were you born for that job? Is that job the equation of your wealth and your worth? It's not. You don't compromise your God. Don't. What is position? Who promotes? Who promotes? It's God. He is the one that brings one down and raises the other. And if you are in his camp, then you are sure of promotion. Not what men will give to you. Let's change our mentality. Let's change our orientation. Let us be different wherever we are. No man can promote you. No man can make you rich. No man can also make you poor. We've got to develop ourselves in all dimensions to stand and win because we are more than conquerors. They chose their God above every other thing. And then we saw the impact. They committed themselves to the fire of God. There is nothing in this place that we love to have, but only to be ambassadors of our God in this place, even though we are called slaves. Just like Paul said, he was in prison, but the word was not imprisoned. I remember when we were confined in prison for some days. I mentioned it one time, I said, I will give you details, not today. I will give, I, I will rather choose a message that will bring in that one for 50 days. How many days? 50. And in that place, the owner of the land manifested himself. Souls were being born, brought to the kingdom day in and day out, including prison officers and all manner of people. And those who were condemned to death, the mercy of God reached them because they came to Jesus. Some had their cases reviewed and were given lighter sentences and some were sent back home. No matter where you are, don't forget who you are. Don't let the world go through you. You go through the world and impact the world. 
if you know where some of us have gone to, to be where we are today, you will not be offended when somebody tells you that your head is big. Sincerely speaking, if the person looks at your, like your head, it is big. So it's a fact that your head is what? Big. What is wrong with facts? That your nose is huge. It's not an insult. It's a description. The person is seeing better than you are seeing. Your mirror deceived you. Why are you angry over that one? If somebody says you will not greet you, is it an offense? It's his choice whether to greet or not to greet. True or false? So why are you offended? When the person decides to greet later, it's okay, we'll go ahead. There is something bigger inside the refusal to greet. That is what you must look out for. If you understand the challenges that come the way of believers, you will know how to ride upon the wings of challenges to greatness. Greatness is born out of the womb of affliction. You fear affliction, you will not, you will not see your greatness. Challenges are vitamins for progress. The crucible in which greatness is brewed is affliction. My boss does not like me. Did you go there to be liked? You went there to work. And you are doing your work. The boss said he won't allow you to do. There are two things. Either he sacks you or he leaves the place. So when he refuses to sack you, but he troubling you, you send him out of that place. It's a very simple thing. There's no argument. If you tell somebody I will kill you, and somebody else goes to kill the person, they will accuse you for killing the person. True or false? So you don't waste your time talking. Exchanging words. No. There is where to speak. And get him go home. So you also know how it is, how sweet it is to be unemployed. Know who you are. Glory to God. They were committed to the fire of God. And this brings me to what he was saying. When the fire of God has done the burning of what can be burnt, what else is left for fire to burn? Is there a question? <laughs> the fire of God has burnt every combustible thing about your life. So if they put you inside fire, what would that fire burn? That fire has nothing to burn, so you will come out free of charge. Because already you have done the burning. That's what the fire of God does on your body. It destroys what should not be there. When they put you inside fire, there's nothing to consume. You're already consumed by the fire of God. So you either allow the fire of God to consume you or worldly fire will kill you. When God's fire comes upon you, it doesn't kill you. It purges you. But when the fire of the world comes into your life, it destroys you. 
So let the fire of God burn up the things that need to be burnt. They had nothing more than the fellowship with the Lord that they believe in. So when they were put inside the oven, it was fellowship continued. They saw them and they saw the person they have been fellowshipping with. For whose reason they were sent to that, that place. Fellowship continued. The king got confused. It's not three people we sent over there, but there's a fort. No, not a fort. When the position changed, he went ahead and they met him there. If they had gone there before he came, they would have died. He went ahead before they got there. They didn't see him. He will always go before you. Always. One of my sons was sharing a testimony with me about three days ago. He said he traveled to the north, northern part of Ghana, and uh, on his way back to Accra, there was a bus that was loading, and they asked him to join the bus. He and his colleagues, they joined the, the, the thing, and then he said he, said he, heard some, he heard a voice inside him, get down. Get down, let them go. So he told let's get down. They say, why are you, this is the one that is going, when, 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 if this one goes, you take some hours before another one gets loaded, God said, it is okay. They got down. They joined the second bus that was on the queue, and divine loading took place. And they got filled up. The, the bus got filled up. The other one had left. They went and met that bus in a bad state. Yes. Very serious accident had taken place there. God will always go ahead of you. He said, I will go before you and make the crooked path what? Straight. So when he is telling you stop, don't go, sit down, it is not to make you late. It is for you to get there well. You are working. Satan doesn't like the future that you will get in that place. So he opens another door that God didn't open. And it tells you the pay is better here, so go there. If you are one that is chasing after money, that's how you are going to die. But if you are sensitive, the Lord says, I brought you here, stay here. He told that young man, Isaac, he says, stay in this place and sow here. Everybody was running away from the place. God said, stay there. So know who you are. The effect, the impact of the fire makes you a different person. You don't go the way people go. You go the way he goes. The way he does what? He goes. There is nothing or there was nothing for the king's fire to consume. So they went in there. There was not even the scent of smoke on them. Why? There was nothing there. Whatever had to be burnt had to be burnt. So allow the fire of the Holy Ghost to burn some things about your life. Fire of God changes brings them to realms that you, they, they never imagined to be there. There is something that God has shown us, showing us where we are going to. 
it took a handful of people to bring revival that had impact all over the world. The Azusa Street issue, it was just a collection of people with one black man leading them. See more. And others followed. And when the fire dropped, people called fire service that the, the church, the building was on fire. They were seeing fire on the roof, but there was no fire inside the house. They came, not like our own, that would, they would move and they let them come and say there was no water in the, in the tank. They came, they went there, there was no fire. Where is the fire you saw? They say it's up there. And they began to see the fire up there, but there was no fire inside. What kind of strength is that? It was a revival that took place, that it became a point of pilgrimage for many believers. They went there to contact it and went home to sow. So last night, um, when was it? Friday night into Saturday, when, when, when at a point, I went to sit at the back over there and I was just watching. I was, I was watching and the Lord was speaking to me and I was writing some things down. You know, you see, it, 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 when two or three, God is a very wonderful person. He said, where two or three are gathered in my name, it's better you put yourself among the two or three. Stop this Sunday, Sunday thing. It's not going to help you. Because very soon you'll be looking for some of us. You will see us. We'll be very far. And when it comes to that point, don't say we went for juju. There's no juju here. Sacrifice. Pay the price to be part of what God is doing. Is it a new thing? No, it's not new. It's that the church has gone to sleep. When I say church, I'm talking about the body of Christ. All we know is to complain. Complain, complain, complain. Every time you are looking for somebody to talk about. This one is doing this. This one didn't do that. This one is doing that. One. Is that your business? Your business is to set the fire. When the fire is on, they will do what they are supposed to be doing. Imagine that you bring out your rice straight from fire. You think, you, you think that house fly will, will, will perch on it? When the fire is there. It's when it gets cold. So let's, let's keep the fire burning. Let's keep it what? Burning. It should be burning. When it keeps on burning, then things will be corrected by themselves. Amen. My expectation, my strong desire, and I've told God about it. Is that a time is coming and very soon that when people will enter this place, as they enter the premises, they connect and get their miracles or anybody praying for them. We don't have to be here to attend to anybody. You come over and then you get what you're looking for and you sit down and praise God and go home. That's what I'm looking for. Don't let it be that when it begins to happen, you who are already here will have no part in it. It shouldn't happen. You should be able to tell the Lord, I thank you that I've been part of this business. And that my eyes are seeing what you are doing. There is what I want to see. Now I'm determined to go to any length to see what I desire to
you see. Somebody sent me one tea. They says a cleanser. But there's a story about it that is not sitting well with me. That uh, it, should, it should come to a point where I will sleep for eight hours. They say, they say, I, will, they say I should sleep for eight hours. It helps the system. Well, science people talk about that one, but I broke up, I broke that thing long, long, long ago before I became a Christian and consolidated it when I became a Christian. When I sleep more than four hours, I see if I've sinned against God. But you have chosen sleep because you were told that your body needs rest. Do you know what rest is? Let me show you the best way to rest. I'm talking from experience. Not just occasional one, but that which of the spirit. If you want to rest, go on water fast. Water what? Fast. Live on water for three days. Every fatigue in your system will disappear. Go and try it. You will discover an invigoration. Something happens in your body. Can you go to Revelation chapter 3 and give us from 14 to 22 and to the angel of the, of the church in Laodicea of the Laodicea's right. Let's go on. Did you see something that I'm seeing? This thing says the Amen. So the amen is a person. Okay, go ahead. Say you understand that one. I don't need to talk about it. So you are either hot or cold. But you cannot be heat cold. Somebody's uh, business name. Heat cold. God says, I will spew you out. This one says vomit. I will spew. Alright. Let's go on. Because you say, I am rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked? Are you seeing the paradox here? You say you are rich. And God says you are poor. What's happening here? It is the definition and perspective of wealth and poverty. The way you see it, and the way he sees it. You and God, who sees better? Alright. I'm advising you to buy from me gold what? Refined. In wood. In the fire. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. So you can be wearing cloth and yet be naked. Okay, go ahead.
Now, hold on, hold on. The fire of the Lord burns the flesh and the properties of the flesh. Whatever you call wealth, the fire burns them. Right. I will show what I'm, I'm telling you, let you know what we are talking about here. The fire ensures that the saint dies indeed. The fire destroys all perishables in your life. Money, buildings, cars, etc., etc., etc. Why? They don't last. They are perishable. But there's what God will give you that abides forever. The one that God has blessed, no man can curse. That was a statement I made some years ago in 2004. My message was misconstrued and sent to places that I was insulting people. The Bible says the curse costless shall not do what? You don't know that scripture? The curse costless shall not come. Cannot stick. One that is blessed by God, nobody can curse that person, no matter what you think you are and what people say that you are. It is only the one that breaks the fence that is snake bites. So if you have not done anything, and I stand here and I say, I'm bishop, and I'm cursing you, and then you allow fear to enter you, it means you don't know who you are. Some people were terrified and I came to say, what is your offense? They said nothing. I said, sorry, you cannot be blessed. You cannot be, you cannot be cursed. You cannot be cursed. Simple. Let's know scriptures, understand scriptures and walk by scriptures. There is what you think you have and God said no. You are clothed. He said you are naked. Why? Something is wrong. So we don't live by what we see around us and what we have. We live by how we are in him. We must die and our death must be pure. I'm not talking about you dying and going to take it. They take your body to cemetery. No, I'm talking about dying to allow Christ to reign in your life. Do you know why the lions rejected Daniel? He was a dead body. And, and lions don't eat carcasses. They kill to eat. If they meet any, any, any beast lying somewhere that is dead, they won't chop it at all. There was nothing for the lions to eat. That man was dead unto the Lord. They couldn't eat him. So if we are dead to Christ, will not come under the control of fear. Why are you afraid? And who are you afraid of? Will your fear stop that thing from happening to you? No. Indeed, Job says, the things that I feared most have happened to me. He was always fearing that the children will be destroyed one day. That they will sin and God will destroy them. And that opened the door for Satan to destroy them. 
not God. And he said, Peter, I feared. Every time they went out, as they, he will be offering sacrifices. Lord, keep these children, forgive them their sins, make sure they are not destroyed, and all that. It was out of fear, it wasn't a statement of faith. There is something that the fire of God does in our lives. It makes us insensitive to our surroundings and to the things that happen to us. And we walk in love. And when you are in love, there is no room for the enemy to hustle you. So we are, we are going to die and die properly. Amen. And wake up in the strength of the Lord. Doing exploits for him. So in case you know they are not born again, you only answered altar call because your brother told you, the one that you followed to church, said uh, also Kobe. Also here yeah, there. Kobe. You see what more moon here? Christ Omra. Also Kobe. Who Kobe on what grounds? Is there any understanding? Is there any conviction? Is there anything that has happened to you, to your inner person that is making you go out to answer the call? When there's no conviction, you may just be taking a walk. But thank God for his mercies. Most times people get born again when they come for foundation school. When they begin to know indeed why people get saved and what happens to those who are not saved. That's when they come to understand and then they receive Christ. I told you I got born again about seven times. So I know I know what I'm talking about. About seven times. I, only, I didn't know, I didn't understand. I wasn't sure. So anytime you make what I call, here am I. I've come. And people were asking me, but you, you did that some time ago. I said, I've come. Is there, is there no overdose in getting born again? No overdose. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I was baptized three times. For cold entered me immediately. Some of you think you have been baptized. You must get born again first. Before you are baptized in water. So, uh, it's not a sprinkling of water. So remember. We died. And we were raised together with him. We died. We were buried with him. And then we were raised together with him. And one that is dead cannot have any feeling for anything. And God wants us to remain dead, even though we are alive. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet it's not I that live it. I like that scripture. He says, the life that I'm not living is by the faith of he that loved me and gave himself for me. So it is the faith of Christ that is keeping you, not even your faith. When the fire of God is at work in your life, you cannot be poor. Whatever you need per time, you, you have it. And the word that comes from God cannot be destroyed. In this period, especially this month, everything called sickness, the fluid of sickness will be sapped from your body by the fire of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus Christ. Satan cannot have any access to your life. Remember what Jesus said. He said, the prince of this world cometh and he has nothing in me. He cometh and he has no part in me. All right. 
And then at one other point, he says, Jesus knew men. He knew all men and never gave himself to any. He knew them. So don't give yourself over to men. Give yourself over to God. And God will ensure the kind of relationship you keep. Hello? Don't let your life be tied to a man. Let your life be tied to the Lord. And you order yourself to people who will help you grow spiritually. Don't associate with people because they are rich. Don't do it. You don't know where they got their words from. Before you get initiated. Don't. There is something the Lord wants me to say to you here. And I'm reading it. He said, the fire has burnt all satanic fats around your organs. Therefore, your organs are sound, healthy, and functioning to optimum in the name of Jesus Christ. Every organ in your body, your kidneys, your liver, whatever thing you can talk about in your body, whatever destructive element that happened to be there, the fire of God has burned those things and you are free from every such happenings in the name of Jesus Christ. And this thing is going to continue if you place your faith online. I'm telling you. When doctors are around, I'm careful about the things I say. Unfortunately, the things I'm saying, when they also become what we are doing, they understand what I'm talking about. A woman's fallopian tubes were removed. Yes. The two of them removed. So by, by definition, she couldn't get pregnant. And we were in church and the message was going on and Papa was declaring, yes. And then one woman, that same woman whose tubes have been removed, got pregnant. Yes. And then, <laughs> went to the hospital. Doctor asked, how did it happen? He said, I don't know. So I tapped into that one. I was thinking of the Bible school. And I said, I saw something in the Bible. God says, be fruitful. He didn't say, be fallopian to fool. And testimonies came out of that one. Yes. And he said, if God makes you pregnant, he knows where to put the babies. Who created fallopian tube in the first place? Has he gone on break? You know, some of these statements cannot be, you know, credited or accredited by doctors. They told me my blood level was low. It has gone to 11. That it was not good for a man. And the person who did it was um, a friend and a member of our congregation. It was a senior, whatever, in the system. So he said that he was taking me to a doctor to give me a prescription. I said, no, no, no. Wait, let me do something. I'll come back in three days. I told I'm coming back in three days. He said, I know you. You will say, oh, man, I said, I'm coming back in three days. So I went home, prepared the communion. This one, it's only the, the, the blood. I just feel a cup. 
And I said, there was no blood in my system when God created me. But when he breathed into me, blood came. So blood is not from men. It's not from my father, not from my mother. It's a mysterious thing that it works in my body. I said, by this blood, let there be a top up. I went back there, 15.6. From 11 to 15.6. This one is not, sorry, this one is me talking. Well, he has gone to be the Lord about a year plus now. He looked at me. He said, sometimes you amaze me. I said, no, I'm not the one. It's some little understanding I got. Some little what? Understanding I got. So when I'm having challenges, I blame myself. I blame myself. I said, I have left some understanding somewhere. There's no cloud in your life that will destroy you if you locate the light that is inside it. And you zero on that light, you have solution. That's what we are going to be doing. Aggressively so. No matter the name, they, you know, doctors are very powerful. Scientists. They do naming ceremony for challenges that people have. And they make sure the names will attract people's attention. And make you believe in what they are doing. Glory to God. So, you see, so they do all their diagnosis and then they write one name. I asked one daughter something one day. The name they gave, I said, who gave this name? He said, you met it. I said, the parents of that sickness, they are very bad. I, you know, they use a lot of Latin words and things like that. And then they confuse things. They add S-I-S and all manner S-E-S. Wonderful. If you don't do that, you won't take the thing serious. And then they give, they give you a drug. They say one in the morning, one afternoon, one evening. Because you are eating three times a day. So add that one to the food. <laughs> Glory to God. 